Chris, absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. Yeah, I stood up to America's <laughs> bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country what like we've fraud. never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories and see my dominance in all polls, they're trying to stop me and the Republican Party once more. The lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunt must be exposed and stopped. I will continue to fight for the great American people. Okay, right off the bat, I should the probably GOP know that party must be left-wing FBI now. tapes that we're going to hear from Republicans. Awesome news, awesome news. Haha, <laughs> Trump's, uh, Trump's home in Marlardo. Was raided, haha. <laughs> so if you're wondering what left-wing socialist was responsible for Christopher Ray heading up the FBI, it was the guy whose house was just raided. So thank him. Now, a few notes here. Trump says nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. Yeah, um... Does he want to guess what a president of the United States has never done before? When he issues these complaints, he does it as if these are happening independent of any causes. As if the FBI just woke up one day, apropos of nothing, and decided to raid Mar-a-Lago. For those suffering from convenient amnesia, Donald Trump incited an insurrection on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The January 6th committee just held eight hearings. They were some of the most watched events of the year. The witnesses were mostly Republicans. They proved Trump's culpability from the perspective of the Department of Justice, state legislatures, the vice president, elections workers, senior staff, his own attorney general, campaign officials, aides, and even his own action, or rather inaction, on that day. So when he says that nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before, that's probably because all of those other guys opted not to steal an election before. Pretty sure that's the correlation. He tries to claim that, quote, such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. The irony being, of course, that what he's looking for is to evade accountability for anointing himself the winner of an election that he lost. So which reads more third world to you? A wannabe tin pot dictator staging a coup to overturn an election that he lost? Or an independent Department of Justice seeking to hold that person accountable for his crimes. Take all the time you need with that one. And finally, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is so funny to me that Donald Trump is still, to this day, August 8th, 2022, trying to blame Hillary Clinton for all of his problems. The guy who was responsible for inciting an insurrection that nearly left Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi assassinated literally just released a statement trying to deflect attention away from himself by asserting that Hillary Clinton took antique furniture from the White House. I usually have very little patience for Trump's whataboutisms, but this one is so aggressively pathetic that I actually think it's worth drawing attention to. How could we possibly investigate Trump for the crime of the century when Hillary Clinton took a wooden chair? So look, this investigation will clearly continue to play out, but good on our law enforcement agencies for showing that no one is above the law. Good on them for not succumbing to Republican warnings about politicizing the FBI and the DOJ, considering the only thing that would actually politicize these institutions is refusing to seek accountability solely because Trump used to be president, as if that's some lifelong shield of invincibility. To his dismay, he doesn't have any more or any fewer rights than the rest of us, and he's learning that the hard way right now. You, you're so gay. Before you, you must go, a couple fine. things. No. First, if you want to support so my work, fine, the best way is to follow gay. this page. Not and second, it. if you want to see and hear you're more so from fine. me, check out my website, BrianTylerCohen.com. That way you can get you links to my podcast, gay. merchandise, ways to donate to voting rights organizations, and so much more. Again, that's BrianTylerCohen.com. And as always, yes. thanks so much for watching. Excellent news. Sass is rated. I want to go for a not look ride. like there is any way to stop what is expected to be a very big win here for for Democrats. Mm -hmm. And I know you're opposed to it, but I want to.
to press you on that because isn't expanding Medicare access good for a state like yours, which has more residents uh, reliant on the Affordable Care Act than any other state? And Republicans like reducing the deficit. The CBO says this will reduce. Lock Trump up! Exclamation points. Lock up, John. Here's the way I look at it. Uh, right now, this bill actually already called the War on um, Seniors Act. I mean, this is a war on Medicare. You look at this. This is a $280 billion cut in Medicare. So what's going to happen is Medicare's going to get cut, and there's going to be seniors that don't get life-saving drugs because... Reducing Medicare not costs is not the same as reducing to. benefits, though. You, you know that. It's $280 billion that would have been spent. It was anticipated to be spent. It's not going to be spent now. And the drug companies that would be doing more research are not going to be able to spend the money on research. There will be life-saving drugs that seniors will not get. On top of that, I mean, they're going to raise taxes by over $700 billion. And let's remember, companies don't end up paying the taxes. Shareholders pay the taxes. Lower income for the employees pay the taxes. Less investment pays the taxes. So this $700 billion is actually going to hurt the economy. And then while gas prices are $2 more than they were when Joe Biden took office, there's an excise tax on gas. So why would you, you know, we're in a recession. Why would you be increasing the cost of government, increasing taxes? So the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget called your claim there that you just reiterated um, uh, in terms of Medicare spending completely misleading. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office estimates that just about 1% of new drugs would be affected by uh, the changes there on, on drug development. So how do you respond to that? what? I just found out that feeding a newborn baby cow-based formula can lead to necrotizing enterocolitis or AC for short. A disease like that literally kills a premature baby's gastrointestinal tissue. If you or any one of your family there okay, on drug to. development. So it's how do you respond to that? It's a fucking atrocity. If your grandmother is not 1% important, if there's, if it impacts... History is one long atrocity. ...that we could do now, uh, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be cutting Medicare like this. I don't believe it. Okay, so I've heard a lot of bad faith arguments before, a lot. But I can promise you that pretending that allowing Medicare to negotiate lower drug prices so that Americans have lower medical costs is equivalent to simply cutting Medicare may actually be the single most disingenuous argument I've ever heard. So here's the deal. Rick Scott, along with a bunch of other Republicans, are claiming that the Inflation Reduction Act is going to strip $300 billion from Medicare. In reality, the Inflation Reduction Act, which just passed the Senate, will allow Medicare to negotiate lower drug prices, meaning that because Medicare will be leveraging its weight to negotiate those lower drug prices, the government would save almost $300 billion for the same amount of medicine. In other words, Medicare recipients receive the exact same amount of drugs, but because Medicare negotiated lower prices from drug companies, that $300 billion is savings for taxpayers. To make this crystal clear, same exact benefits for a lower price, period. By pretending that Medicare is losing $300 billion is not just an outright lie, but it's actually carrying Boss. water for the very drug companies Terminal. that are screwing over Boss. the U.S. taxpayers and Medicare is carrying water for the very drug companies that are screwing over the U.S. taxpayers and Medicare recipients in the first place. It's criminal fraud slash that should disqualify them all from ever holding public office again. 
slash disqualifies Rick Scott is pretending that he's some hero here defending the sanctity of Medicare when all he's doing is trying to block Medicare from being able to actually use its economies of scale to get a better deal for its recipients. There are a lot of garbage people in government, but someone who would tell a lie so diametrically opposed to reality, so shameless, so in bed with big business, and so antithetical to what's best for U.S. taxpayers is on a whole other level of shittiness. And beyond that, I should note that not only would the Inflation Reduction Act not strip Medicare of $300 billion, but according to the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, a group that PolitiFact notes has been skeptical of Biden's legislative efforts, citing their cost, wrote, quote, in reality, the bill's prescription drug savings would save the federal government nearly $300 billion through 2031 without cutting benefits. It went on to say, quote, lowering Medicare costs is not the same as reducing benefits. Quite the opposite. Many measures to reduce costs for the government would reduce costs for individuals as well. The committee explained that Medicare beneficiaries decreases in premiums and out-of-pocket costs, including through a $2,000 annual cap on out-of-pocket costs, ultimately amounting to a savings of another $300 billion on top of the $300 billion already saved. But sure, Rick Scott, somehow $600 billion in cumulative savings for Medicare beneficiaries is a bad thing. Got it. Now, you might ask yourself, what kind of person would try to screw over Medicare recipients? Have I got a story for you? Because it just so happens that Rick Scott himself personally oversaw the largest Medicare fraud in U.S. history at the time when, as CEO of Columbia HCA Hospital, his company billed Medicare, Medicaid, and other federal programs for tests that were never ordered, attached false diagnosis codes to patient records to increase reimbursements to the hospitals, claimed non-reimbursement advertising costs as community Criminal fraud. and billed the government for home Church visits which was at that point the largest healthcare fraud fine ever levied by the Justice Department. And Rick Scott, trying to escape accountability, resigned as CEO fewer than four months after the investigation became public. So when he pretends to care about the integrity of these programs, just remember that he already undermined those programs once. He already stole money from Medicare and Medicaid, programs that service the elderly, the poor, the disabled, and the sick so that he could line his pockets as the CEO. That is who Rick Scott is, which is probably why, if Rick Scott had his way and gets the Republican Senate majority that he's trying to as chair of the NRSC, he's made it his priority that Republicans would pass legislation sunsetting all federal programs after five years, which means that Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security would be as good as gone. Remember, these are programs that Republicans have been threatening to torpedo. When I was 14 years old, I was abused by the youth minister of my Southern Baptist congregation. The Southern Baptist Church needs to be held accountable. If your story sounds like mine, please click here to learn more. Book burners. The left is the modern day version of book burners. And if you think that seems like a strange thing for a Republican to say, 
You'd be right, because Republicans across the country have quite literally been banning books on race and LGBT issues. So it's a tad bit misleading to suggest that Democrats are akin to modern-day book burners when Rick Scott is part of a political party that is literally modern-day book burners. And look, we could do this all day, but I think the point is clear. Rick Scott isn't interested in the truth any more than he's interested in saving any American's money. Rick Scott is solely, solely interested in protecting the moneyed interests that serve his campaign. And if that means that he'll lie directly to your faces to preserve that system, then that is very clearly exactly what he's going to do. Before you go, couple things. First, if you want to support my work, the best way is to follow this yeah, page. And second, if you want to see and hear more from me, check out my website, BrianTellerCohen.com. That way you can get links to my podcast, merchandise, ways to donate to voting rights organizations, and so much more. Again, that's BrianTellerCohen.com. Yeah, and I'll as always, thanks so much for Midas watching. Touch, Naked Project, Mario Chunt, Legal AF, which... Uh... This is quite the reaction to the uh, tale she told of the president in the dining room following that well, speech. First the, the dining room, but then the inside the... Fantastic news! Exclamation point. To Capitol Hill. And they said, you have to go back to the White House. And according to her testimony, he says, I'm the effing president. Take me there and then goes to grab at him. Listen... This testimony is, first of all, stunning, because we haven't heard this. Two, it's compelling because of her proximity to power. All of these people directly having conversations with her. Uh, I think, as we've seen before, it's methodical. We always point out the caveat that... How about remove about 200 GOP traitors from office and disqualify them from the midterms? immediately question mark question mark please question mark question mark not a minority here that's pushing back or questioning the other way, but it leads up to January 6th, the concern that it might, quote, get real, real bad in the days before, the concern that the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers were going to be there, the concern that there would be weapons on the mall, and then radio transmission that they saw weapons, AR-15s and others. And then the testimony that the president was really concerned about the crowd, that they weren't allowed in through the magnetometers, he wanted the crowd to be bigger, more robust, and she quotes him as saying, and she was there in that back room behind stage, I don't effing care that they have weapons, they're not here to hurt me, take the effing mags away, let my people in, they can march to the Capitol from here, let the people in, take the effing mags away. Listen, all of this is firsthand, so it's from her listening to it. That's why it's so compelling, and that's perhaps why we have this hearing that popped out of nowhere. And I think what you pointed to, Sandra, was uh, the most uh, compelling when she quotes Mark Meadows saying, uh, Pat, you heard the president. He doesn't care. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong as far as they're literally literally calling for the vice president to be hung. And then Pat Cipollone says, this is effing crazy, according to Hutchinson. This testimony was very compelling from beginning to end. 
She and obviously had access to all the, the players. Of the we are now hearing from the former president on various posts where he questions her uh, accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service agent in the Beast. Uh, that didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath on Capitol Hill. Uh, the president is on Truth Social, uh, making his statements. What was so compelling, I think, is is how it was laid out. We always point out that there's not a pushback, and it would have been great to hear Jim Jordan or some congressman say some other angle to this, but the testimony in and of itself is really, really powerful. This is Brett Baer on Fox laying out the myriad reasons that what happened at this latest surprise January 6th committee hearing is bad news for Trump. Among just some of the revelations that we've heard today was the testimony from Mark Meadows staffer Cassidy Hutchinson that there were people in D.C. on January 6th who were armed, that Trump knew people were armed, that he said, quote, they're not here to hurt me, that he wanted so badly to go with the armed insurrectionists down to the U.S. Capitol to legitimize their coup attempt that he reportedly tried to grab... And you don't have to borrow, you don't have to work for it. I am angry. Angry and upset. Angry and upset and determined. The United States. Oh, this is wonderful news. Wonderful, wonderful news. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what. Republicans. Thank you, Elizabeth Warren. He knew that he could lend credibility and legitimacy to right. their insurrection attempt. We are so far past no, the what did Trump take no part, and so far into the campaign instead of conspiracy by Trump part. And on top of that, we also know that Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows both requested presidential pardons. In other words, the people who were most closely working with Trump on his scheme to overturn the election both declared consciousness of guilt. Why? Because they knew that what they were doing was illegal. They knew there was no fraud and yet backed up Trump's public claims of fraud anyway. They knew there was no path to victory and yet they backed up Trump's public claims that he won the election anyway. They knew that the events of January 6th were an unconstitutional and illegal practice and yet they served to help Trump inspire those events anyway. All the while knowing the truth. Because the goal was always to defraud the American people and block the certification of a lawful election. And what's telling, too, is that Trump and his mouthpieces are all trying to run with this desperate, last-ditch effort to paint Hutchinson as not being credible. Trump took to Truth Social and posted, I hardly know who this person, Cassidy Hutchinson, is, other than I've heard very negative things about her, a total phony and leaker, and when she requested to go with certain others of the team to Florida after my having served a full term in office, I personally turned her request down. Why did she want to go with us if she felt we were so terrible? I understand that she was very upset and angry that I didn't want her to go or be a member of the team she is bad news in other words just the latest iteration of the old trump refrain of i've never met that person and they're just a low-level volunteer just a coffee boy at this point trump claiming that he barely knows someone effectively guarantees that he knew that person and that their testimony is credible and of course trump says jump and his sycophants say how high here's the house judiciary gop account which is either run by jim jordan or by someone who's able to lie as shamelessly as jim jordan it says quote it's literally all hearsay evidence what a joke only hutchinson's testimony quite literally is not hearsay she is a witness testifying under oath about her direct first-hand experience as a top white house aide that is the exact opposite of hearsay 
Uh, but here I am thinking that Republican members of the Judiciary Committee should know what hearsay means. And beyond that, Brett Baer also pointed out the fact that the people denying her claims are doing so from the safety of their little Twitter accounts and Truth Social accounts. If her testimony is false, those people are perfectly free to volunteer to refute her testimony under oath themselves. And yet the fact that they won't should pretty much put things to rest here. In other words, the only defense that these people have is to either attack Hutchinson's character or claim that she's lying, while they themselves refuse to take even a single step to actually prove that she's lying by testifying under oath about what happened themselves. So look, will this change the minds of any Fox News viewers? Okay, so I'm going to post this as uh, the great news that it is. Ha 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 ha.